This episode of the Quality Goods Podcast is brought to you by The Genius Brand, health products that are formulated to optimize everything. The Genius Brand has a ton of vitamins and supplements to maximize your performance. Lately, I've been getting down with The Genius Protein. It's grass-fed whey protein isolate meets egg white isolate. So it delivers the perfect lean muscle building blend of fast and slow digesting protein with all natural whey isolate and egg white isolate. Uh, I actually made some protein cookies with this and some uh, protein candies that I found at grocery outlets. So that was pretty dope. They were high in protein, low in sugar, and they were super tasty. Uh, I, I recommend you looking into something like that if you can get your hands on some of this protein powder. I've also been messing with the Genius Greens. It comes packed with all of your favorite superfoods, including kale, spinach, spirulina, blueberries, and it even has antioxidants to keep inflammation balanced. And it includes lion's mane mushroom to provide the brain extra nutrition for enhancing cognitive function and memory naturally. Great way to start your day. Put it in a smoothie. Uh, if you're weird, you can just mix it into water. That kind of tastes weird, but uh, whatever, whatever suits you. Genius Greens, Genius Protein, and uh, all the other great Genius products that I've mentioned before, pre-workout, uh, sleep aid, all that stuff. It's good stuff. So if you shop at thegeniusbrand.com, be sure to check out with code QUALITY at checkout for 15% off of your order and unlock your genius today. In this episode of the podcast, Anson and I were joined by another amazing artist repping the Bay Area, Jenna Marie. Jenna Marie is a ballerina based in San Francisco, and throughout COVID, she has been spreading her love of movement online through various video projects, such as Swans, directed and choreographed by Robert Deckers, a movement for movement produced by Ben Needham Wood, as well as teaching other dance lovers through live streams. It was a delight to chat with an artist from the East Coast that has found such a warm welcome in the Bay Area, which was not something that she expected when migrating away from the New York ballet scene. While the ballet scene is not something Anson and I are super well versed in, we appreciate all things art, and Jenna Marie stays putting out that energy that we could just not ignore. So whether you're a seasoned veteran in point shoes, or you just want to hear a really cool story about dedication and prevalence through movement, let's get into it and see what's good. Quality, 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 quality goods. Quality, quality, quality goods. What is going on, good people? You are tuned in to the Quality Goods Podcast. I am Chris Beatty. And I'm Anson J. And we are delighted to join you here from the Bay Area with another guest who is just across the Bay. We got ballerina Miss Jenna Marie joining us today. How are you doing? I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here today. It's our pleasure. A beautiful day. Yep. Sun peaking a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> How are you guys? We are doing wonderful. We actually uh, just did an event with a former podcast guest of ours last night. Had a, a, a lovely dinner curated by. Uh, Chef E at Eats by E. I don't know if you checked out that episode, but yes. he cooked some delicious food, and that it was my first time getting to try it. And so, uh, yeah, shout out Eric, shout out Jeremy, shout yeah. out the homies for hosting. 
treat yes yeah and uh we'll we'll, we'll give our, stuff, yeah, yeah. our we'll audience a chance to see see a trying little. to mix it up absolutely yeah. love that so what you've been up to jenna marie uh, i know that you just got done doing a little traveling and uh and whatnot what, how are you doing yeah i'm good i'm yeah <laughs> where they say you need a vacation mm-hmm. from your vacation <laughs> i uh had to go to the east coast to take care of some family matters and and back on the West Coast, and now full throttle. The work is is coming at me hard, but um, it's it's fun. I, I love my job. I love what I do. I love dance. I love teaching. I love being an artist. And um, it's it's been a wild ride here in the Bay. I've been in the Bay Area for about two years, um, almost three. It'll be three in September. Um, so yeah it's been a wild journey <laughs> but i love it here and the art scene here yeah you're relatively new to the bay yeah super new uh super new uh, one year in full one full year in quarantine so yeah i can say one of those years you don't even really count <laughs> you can't even explore the way you want to you yeah. to see a lot of the inside of your place i'm sure like you know everything about that appreciating but. that san francisco architecture for real seriously i actually my building is super old so i love all the nooks and crannies that are here like it's just not like this on the east coast yeah. they don't make houses like mm. this they're like places like this so it's it's a treat being here <laughs> really that's cool well so you, you were born in philly and uh it seems you, you were creative and into dancing at a, a very young age what what was it that drew you to dancing and ballet in particular so crazy i started not crazy but i am seminal indian native american i started dancing in powwows uh doing competitions at a young age i started dancing when i was three just traditional uh, fancy dance. And I just loved, I've always loved dancing. I've always enjoyed watching people dance and what they feel or how, how they look and how they exude energy when they dance. And seeing that from such a young age, I've sort of always wanted to be a performer. I've always realized that that's something that I've wanted to do. And luckily, my stepmother who i don't call her my stepmother but i i say that for reference um she raised me uh from when i was three until she passed away and she was russian uh ukrainian russian and she was very adamant about me taking ballet seriously if this is what i wanted to do and so when i turned seven she was like i found a school it's a really intense russian ballet school and if i sign you up you have to promise that you will not give up and you're going to take it seriously you're going to work very hard and this is going to be something that we're going to do and i'm going to make sure that you are successful in it if this is what you want but you have to promise me that this is what you want and i'm like seven years old i'm like of course this is what i want i want to dance (laughs) just put me in the class like let's go and later on i realized oh dang dance is hard (laughs) this this stuff is not as fun as i thought it was gonna be it's not all like fun and games it's it's serious work and there's a lot of sacrifice discipline and things that come with with doing this so uh it was definitely a learning curve but um because of her i am where i am and i am so thankful that uh she instilled in me what she has uh 
it's it's been quite a journey. Uh, I don't think I ever thought I would be a ballerina or, <laughs> you know, uh, I never thought this would this could be a career for me. It was just always something that I loved and that I was thankfully trained well in. So I had become really good at it. Um, but it wasn't something that I necessarily was like, oh, I'm definitely going to be a professional dancer for the rest of my life. Um, just it sort of had evolved and it has become my life now. And uh, I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world. <laughs> yeah. And love is that driving factor that will, will definitely push you and, uh, you know, continually to become better. Uh, for sure. Uh, and uh, you, you brought up a lot of good points that uh, I think are underscored by those who are not really directly connected to the dance community and how serious of an art ballet is and, and the movement. You know, because it's it's something that like you can you can watch a performance and be like, wow, that was beautiful. But you don't really know like what went into it. You know, I, I still don't understand when watching a piece like that because it's it's not movement that I can imagine myself doing. Or, yeah, know. that's a part of it. Right. That's yeah. our job is to make it look easy yeah, and to make it look graceful and effortless. And, you know, that's our job as dancers to do and ballerinas to do. Um, but of course, uh, on the other side of it, there's so much sacrifice, so much discipline, so much commitment that you have to, you know, just do every single day. It's an it's a spiritual practice that you have to consistently stick with and believe in. And it sucks <laughs> being in front of a mirror <laughs> your entire life, all day, every day, criticizing yourself, being like, no, this is not good enough. Yeah. It's not good enough. You're never going to be perfect. You're never going to be great. You're never going to be this, you're never going to be that. But it makes it all worth it when you see people transformed by your performance. So you, you see fans come up to you after the show and say, wow, that performance spoke to me. Like you really, that changed my life. Like I want to dance now, or I'm taking dance lessons because I saw you dance or, you know, you, your performance made me think of dance as a really important necessary art that I didn't think I needed in my life. And so it's interesting to see uh, people transformed by this art form and what we do. And it makes it all worth it. All that hard work. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because I've always been into music and rhythm and stuff, and I, I think that's why I have such a hard time trying to relate to dance because it's such a different movement, you know. And the the, the music, for, for instance, is is so different in in ballet than it is in like other rhythmic dance. Truly, so it, it is a beautiful art. And uh, I had the the recent pleasure of watching Swans and the the, the post ballet, the Swan Lake and the Four Swans. <laughs> nice. And I thought it was so beautiful yeah. because you know those are places that I've been to in the Bay Area yeah. and to see and that element that art juxtaposed against these other beautiful landscapes is really cool to mm -hmm. watch. Yeah, it was really cool for us too. Like especially for me, not being familiar with all the beauty of the Bay, um, being able to use those film days and just like, wow, this is the Bay Area. Like this is what we're doing. Like this is so cool. And because of the pandemic, we were able to do that. Like we wouldn't have done that any other, you know, we're not dancers usually opt to not <laughs> film outdoors in really awful circumstances and 
concrete and gravel <laughs> and, and not, yeah, and little, being in, yeah, in the foggy is a little, little windier there than <laughs> no. other places in the bay area so you got to factor that stuff in right. no, the weather did look beautiful yeah, totally. i don't know if that was one day but <laughs> it, was, it was a lovely day it, yeah no we did one full shoot day and we had to oh, cut wow. the whole thing oh man <laughs> Because I th- I don't remember what the reason was. Yeah, Maybe it was like the weather. the weather wasn't good. Like, like they couldn't get something, but we had to wow. refilm the whole thing. And we were like, "Are you yeah, kidding me?" You can't can't use well, I guess if you want consistency between pieces and the yeah. you can't have it like foggy on one day and sunny on the next. Exactly, you know? and that's definitely how it is out here. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. But yeah, I mean, I think that's great too. Is because I mean, I I take for granted seeing the bridges and all those kind of places, you know, being here as long as I have. And then to get a new perspective like that is like, great. It's like, oh yeah, that's right. This is amazing to be here. And then, you know, if you guys utilize it that way, it was just great. It was such a great experience is truly. And Robert Decker is the choreographer and director of Post Ballet. He is an incredible human being. He is my favorite person I've ever worked for. Um, (laughs) And he is just, a gift to the Bay Area, really. Um, he's done so much for the Bay Area and continues to do so much. And he's kept us all working throughout the pandemic and inspired throughout the pandemic, which is an, an incredible feat for him <laughs> and us as artists. Yeah, no, it's definitely a gift to us, you know, it's an escape, you know, yeah. from totally. our mundane yeah. uh, quarantined yes, lives artists <laughs> artists held us down in many genres during the pandemic you know i mean still even now but yeah for sure on those times where we were at the house it was crazy to see and plus you guys are doing all these things like on the whim or out of your comfort zone and to still you know want to do it the way you expect to do it right like man yeah totally so as uh you know sneaker heads over here i gotta know like what <laughs> were those shoes that you guys were wearing like, oh out there? my I, gosh I okay so they're actually um they're called foyer. I actually don't know how to pronounce it. Foyer or foyer. Uh, but they are um, martial arts sneakers. Oh, it makes so sense. They're, they're really cool. Um, yeah, obviously, never thought about dancing in sneakers until yeah. pandemic. And they're literally all I dance in now. Um, <laughs> they're super comfy. They have like a, a bounce to them and you they're malleable. So you can like roll through your feet and you can actually point your foot sort of oh, yeah. <laughs> as much as you could in a, in a sneaker. But um, they're, they're really cool and, and they last and they're cheap. So yeah, <laughs> all yeah, the good things. Cool, yeah. no, I, I was really curious because I was like, I wonder what they're wearing right there. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I, everyone that's like the number one asked question. <laughs> that's like, those what can't be basketball shoes because that's like, that's like, <laughs> yeah, clunky soul. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, to do what you guys are doing, like, uh, oh. no, they're super light too. They're like powder. There's, it's ridiculous. I don't know what they're made out of, but genius. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a little bit of experience with martial arts shoes. I did taekwondo in my, in my youth and uh, would wear like some like Adidas, some lightweight like martial arts shoes for, for mm. sparring and so all you know. So I was like, okay, yeah, they're. Really yeah. snug to the foot, lightweight material. Yeah. Yeah, do what you gotta do. Hold yeah. the ankles tight, all that good stuff. Well, that's something, <laughs> I mean, definitely probably from a place of like, you know, not knowing much about ballet, but it, it figures like one of the art forms that doesn't see tech really move its way into like your wardrobe or your wear, you know? So like, man, I mean, I always wonder like, damn, there's gotta be something we can help do for these these dancers and their feet and their bodies, you know? Like, <laughs> Yeah, actually there's this, brand of point shoes called Gainer Minden and they're like the highest tech 
brand of point shoe and they have like plat there's like no wood in them it's mm. all made of plastic and like different things that are just like supposed to be really helpful for you and your muscles um they're different <laughs> but they're cool <laughs> i wish i had started with those um because it, it takes time to get used yeah. to plastic versus wood <laughs> but it's it's you know it's progressive i'm like I'm all with it. <laughs> right, you got the cry. Yeah. You get the martial arts one. Now you're good to go. Yeah. Well, let, let's keep going down this rabbit hole of like ballet footwear. <laughs> I'm finding this very, very interesting. So like traditionally, you know, you have like a, what, a wooden block, like yeah, in front of your shoe. Pretty much. You're just standing on wood uh, with satin wrapped around it. <laughs> so yeah, point shoes are just chambers of hell um <laughs> but oh. you you learn to uh you learn to work with them and 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 love them in their own right um yeah i, I feel like every pair of point shoes i have i sort of bless them as i'm sewing them because you're um you're putting your 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 heart and soul into this shoe because you know that's going to hold your whole body up and it's going to you know, do all the work that it needs to do, all yeah. the trauma that you're about to put it through on the floor. Uh, but I mean, yeah, point shoes. They're love hate relationship. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I like the sneakers. I'm not mad about the sneakers. <laughs> I've, I've been enjoying this full year of uh, working, know, yeah. working through sneakers and <laughs> and not being in wood. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, it's a welcome change of pace yeah now, when you're walking in point shoes are you walking on the tip of your toe or are you walking on that like knuckle of your your toe the tip actually so this is my foot like i'm literally on the top of my foot so yeah yeah you're just balance you learn how to balance through a pointed foot so like you're just elevated on the wood um i wish i had a point shoe to show you but <laughs> you're pretty much on your on oh, your yeah. toes wow. yeah you're on your toes the whole time i mean there's padded uh things that you can use lamb's wool and we we wear like little pads around our toes some people some people don't wear anything they're a little crazy in my <laughs> my head i i could never do that um <laughs> i feel nothing <laughs> yeah some people some dance wrap their toes with paper towels i've seen plastic bags like random there's all these different dancer hacks you know whatever everyone has their own you. way yeah everyone has their own way of sewing the shoe everyone has their own way of, of uh making it customized to their foot um and there's so many different brands and, and styles of shoes. And I'm even as a professional dancer, dan dancing professionally for 10 years, I'm still changing shoes all the time and like getting fitted for different point shoes. And like, yeah. I don't like this shoe anymore. Let me try a different shoe. I actually just got fitted three weeks ago um, by this amazing fitter here in the Bay Area. She's in Oakland. Um, it's called the point shop and she's Josephine Baker. She's incredible. She saw my, she looked at my foot for like two minutes and was like, okay, I know what you need. Oh, <laughs> Here's three pro. pairs right here. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I was like, wow, you just looked at my foot and told me all my problems. 
Thanks. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, it's funny that both of us worked in shoe sales for a really long time. So I feel like now when I when I look at somebody's foot, I can tell their shoe size like right away. Well, yeah. yeah. Really? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm so pretty creepy. Good at it. <laughs> yeah. No, it is weird though. Like I'm yeah. very accurate. That's and I'll be so like, weird. I bet you wear this. No, like, I can get it within like a half size easily. Yeah, it'd be pretty, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's intense. <laughs> but yeah, I can't say I've ever sold any ballet shoes. No, nah, not quite. Uh, maybe a whole nother, whole nother game. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the first... There's a market yeah, for Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like you said, there's room for innovation. We got people wrapping their feet in paper towels and putting weird padding. Like, we got to just come up with our next Shark Tank idea, you know, it's waiting to pop there's this new like padded pad padded thing that's called oh i forget what it's called but it's like basically putty that you just like mold and it molds to your toes and then you just like keep it in your shoe it's pretty cool oh, i haven't tried those yet kind of like foam high tech yeah, stuff. Next level. yeah. yeah next level yeah, man. Those this generation toes, man. yeah exactly yeah, like, how are your feet doing <laughs> so your feet okay lucky. over there yeah, for real <laughs> Uh, they're fine. You don't want to look at them. They're, fine. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're still there. <laughs> got some black toes. War <laughs> wounds, man. Definitely got some br permanently bruised toes. Uh, yeah, I don't like to wear my, my, my toes out unless they're painted. Then, yeah. uh, you know. Sacrifices yeah. that we make for our, our crafts. Luckily, <laughs> podcasting doesn't require a whole lot of physical sacrifice. Real. Truly. <laughs> Uh, I've maybe stubbed my toes a couple of times or something on the equipment. That's about the best I might have happened to me. But yeah, that's that the is worst. terrible. Yeah. Hate stubbing toes. God, it's scary when you're dancing. Oh, for like, real. no, yeah. not that one. I need that one. <laughs> my favorite. I need that one. <laughs> uh, so in the in the quest to to watch uh, that rendition of Swan Lake, I in my search results also was uh, Swan Lake performed in twenty seven bathtubs. Really. I gotta see that so one. Another, yeah, another product of the <laughs> pandemic. Yeah, another another pandemic rendition of Swan Lake was Swan Lake oh in twenty seven bathtubs. Really? It was actually pretty cool though. It was, uh, yeah, it was put on by BBC. I think they like sponsored it, and they oh, had wow. dancers from all around the world perform the different parts in their, in their bathtubs with like colored water and That's like other cool. cool stuff. So I gotta check that yeah, out. Trying to find a way. Yeah. Send that to Robin. <laughs> yeah, I was like. <laughs> I wonder if she's seen this already. Like, yeah, it was it was an interesting rendition. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, in in your past, you had the opportunity to play what I would argue is probably one of the the, the most famous like uh, characters in a, in a ballet, and that's Sugar Plum Fairy and, and the uh, Nutcracker. Yeah, that role. How how was that experience? And <laughs> that role is so hard. It's one of the hardest like underrated roles in ballet because the variation the women's variation is so long it's the longest variation i think i've ever done in my life um and it just keeps going on and on and on and you have to perform it after you've already done the pa which is also super long <laughs> and you don't get a break you have like a really short of course the men's variation is always really short and easy not easy but you know in comparison to the women um it's just different. And um, we don't have very long to breathe before you do a long variation. And then right after that, you go right into the coda, which is like the finale of it. So you 
there's no breaks. It's just go, go, go. You just gotta, just gotta do it. And it's the hardest, <laughs> the hardest role I've ever done. And actually I did it two, almost three years ago. Yeah. When I had first moved here and I hadn't done that role for seven years. Cause so I was working with uh, different dance companies in New York city and uh, I was always on tour during Nutcracker season, so I wasn't able to guest perform with any companies. And when I left uh, uh, one of the companies in New York I was dancing for and moved here, I was a freelance artist. So my time was uh, pretty much open and I got a lot of offers to do Nutcrackers. And I was like, yes, I'll do it. <laughs> I, that like When you Nutcracker season, you get the most money because you're doing the hardest part of the Nutcracker, right? And got shit ton of offers and it was really exciting, but I forgot how hard that role was. <laughs> I, was like, like, I, got this. I was like, no, bro, I've no longer worry. It's so expensive to do this role because this shit sucks. I never want to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so hard. I like, yeah, I trained for like three months prior to it. And my first show was awful. I thought I was going to die and never make it again. And then by the end of the Nutcracker season, I was like, oh, okay, she's back. I'm back in there. Back <laughs> Sugar wow. Plum Fairy, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's worth it. And, you know, all that hard work at the end of the show, seeing the kids just like, <gasps> sugar plum like you did you're the sugar plum fairy <laughs> you're awesome. so beautiful like that that makes it all worth it you know um it's it's one of the hardest roles and super underrated i wish there were more talk about how hard that role is it's not fun all right but so it, you, you guys make it look easy out yeah, there exactly yeah it's our job <laughs> <laughs> we get paid <clears throat> Some of us, most of us. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I, I really like about what you've been doing in the, the dance world or just doing through dance is raising awareness for uh, like displaced persons and yeah, raising social awareness through movement. Can you uh, talk a little bit about movement for movement? Yeah, movement for movement. So that was um, a film, a, a series of films, um, and uh, choreographer Ben Edom Wood. Um, reached out to me and was like, hey, I have this awesome project and it's really intense and I'm going to share with you a lot of personal information, but you're the dancer that I know can tell this story in the right way. And we got into <clears throat> this, this process and um, the pandemic sort of had brought up a lot of issues right we all know yeah, this and yeah. um, a lot of mental health <laughs> yeah a lot of it a lot of a lot of issues that we just didn't have time oh, yeah. to address before we had all the time in the world to examine it and yeah. sit with yeah. <laughs> totally so uh yeah this the series the the film i was in was about domestic violence and it centered around movement and trauma and how trauma holds in your body and how it can be released through movement. And working with Ben, he told me his own personal uh, journey through um, domestic violence, sexual violence. Um, and 
for me, growing up, I had also witnessed my own, you know, forms of domestic violence with my parents. And it was the first time that I had sat down and realized like, wow, I, I have trauma too. Like I have trauma that I never addressed. And I have things that I never worked out because I'm a dancer. How do I work out my trauma? I dance. That's what I do. That's how I heal, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's whether you realize that's it my or not. Release. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, for the first time to bring all of that back up and it was such a beautiful journey for me because I think at first I'm like, yeah, I'll do this project, whatever, send me the deets. And then we get into it and I was like, oh man, this is heavy. This is serious. This is happening in the world right now. And people are stuck. They don't have a way out. You know, they don't have other resources. They don't have work to get away from their home environment. They don't have resources at all to, to change their circumstance and they feel stuck and how how do i tell this story through movement um how do i how do i get this serious issue across to uh everybody to the world you know and one thing about this pandemic and how dance has pivoted to film i think has been uh, amazing for reaching all different kinds of audiences and all different kinds of people that maybe not wouldn't have had access to the theater wouldn't have had access to um, being exposed to dance and what it means and what it is. And this film really was not just about dance, you know, it was about domestic violence. It was about something that is really happening. And it was, it went so much deeper than dance, but for me to tell that story through my body and to actually feel the emotions and to go through my own release in that process, it was really life-changing. And it was something I didn't even realize I needed for myself. And following that project, I actually joined a dancer support group. uh, And we had met for like eight weeks and we just talked about everything that we're going through through the pandemic with dance with not being able to heal through dance anymore not being able to dance eight hours a day every single day not being able to perform in front of live audiences you know like that is what drives us that's what what makes us who we are as artists and it was devastating for the dance community community to uh, halt and just stop and and being able to pivot to film and and tell different stories and reach different communities across the globe has been such 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 a great silver lining within within all of this chaos <laughs> for sure um yeah what the body holds and movement for movement was uh, a great experience and gotten so much great feedback from it and just people that are just thankful for you know feeling heard feeling represented and and also just yeah feeling seen and and um, understood in that way and it was great it was a great process it was hard process but it was you know one that changed me for the better i mean sometimes that's 
it's the best thing you can do for somebody is make them feel heard. And that's sometimes that's all they need is acknowledgement yeah. and let, let us know, you know, let them know that right. they're not the only ones yeah, that have been through that. that. Yeah. They're not alone. And yeah. You know, yeah. And, you know, cause I know domestic totally. violence saw a sharp increase during the pandemic. And that was a big fear going into quarantine was the increase in domestic violence because it's forcing a lot of people to be at home with their abusers all the time. You know, you can't go anywhere except be in your little bubble. And uh, yeah. a lot, oftentimes uh, people's abusers were directly in that bubble. Yeah. And even just like exploring how movement can heal trauma. Like for me, I never thought of it that so what way. You do. You know, I was always yeah. like, oh, I, I dance because I love to dance. This is what I do. You know, like this is who I am. But then having that stripped away and feeling like, wow, that displacement, like I'm no longer who I thought I was. Yeah, or I'm, like a flip of a switch. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's such a weird experience for your whole life. You know, you've dedicated your whole life to this craft and this art and this, this thing that you are and uh, to have it all like just stripped away and, and taken from you. It's like, Oh man, wh who am I? What do I do? Like, what, what is my purpose? And it's like, it was, it was, it was wild. But through that, I realized that dance is so much more than just my passion. It's so much more than just something that I love to do. It's, it's something I need to do, something I have to do because it, it's healing for me. It's, it heals everything. It's, it's how I communicate. It's how I release it's it's there's so yeah, much i, know. I could talk yeah. about this all day yeah, I, I, I can sense the passion in you and that's what drew me to you and you know why i reached out because you, the energy that you put out through dance like i, I think it's beautiful and you know the, i i i love i've always you know Thank had a love for dancers i've always been around dancers i've been you know i'm really into music and music production so i think the two go hand in hand obviously yeah. you know you can't you can't have one without the other totally yeah. Can't have music without the day. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. No, but you have uh, pivoted well through all this and, you know, doing some online teachings and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, you, because people, like you said, people need to move. Yeah. They yeah. still need to move and like being more than move, ever right now. Yeah. You know? yeah. Being able to, to share that at least virtually is a yeah, cool step. Totally. And, you know, thankfully we have the, the technology to make it pretty, pretty easy these days. Seriously. Yeah. Teaching on teaching it. In general, I've always been really scared to do because I've always felt like an imposter. I don't know why. I guess it's. I think they, they, that's what they say about the the best, you know, always have <laughs> imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. And dance is just so elite, you know, it just comes from a, a classist elitism, you know, space. Um, and and to, ballet, especially. Yeah, especially ballet. And to be, you know, a black dancer, black ballerino. Um, it's it's not common it's not something that people are used to and i think for me it was always like oh, i have to build my resume i have to get this far i have to do this much before i can be a teacher and when the pandemic hit it was like i don't need all of that to be a teacher like i'm i'm i am always a teacher i'm i have so much experience i have so much um knowledge uh just from my experience and from being a professional dancer why am I selling myself short and not giving, you know, what I know I have to offer back to my community? Um, and I'm just, you know, 
holding my own self back, which is, you know, a huge reason why I joined that support group. Cause I'm like, why am I like this? Why are dancers like this? Why are we never good enough? Like, why do we always have to be a certain way or we have to be perfect to be, you know, accepted. And, and it's not true. You just, just gotta, sometimes I told my friend the other day, you gotta jump. And most of the times you'll land on your feet because that's what yeah. we do. We're dancers. We gotta land <laughs> on our feet, you know, <laughs> like you just yeah. gotta do it sometimes. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and if you don't, you know, you, you pick yourself up again and you give right. it another jump. Right. Yeah. I think you kind of touched on it even earlier. You were saying how like you spend so much time in the mirror seeing it. So like, how could you not just feel that way? You're right. Like, it's yeah. always, you know, you just every single time, you know, like there's not many other professions where like I'm have to constantly, like, you might see your work, but to every movement, right. it's always looked at, yeah, it's got to be a different way. Your emotions on your face, if you don't get something right the way you want or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like just being, having friends that you work with, coworkers that you work with and, and you love them, but you're also competing against them. You know, you're you're spot, all fighting yeah. for that, that one spot, spot. You mm -hmm. know, that one spot, which which sucks because <laughs> you love like, these people. Yeah, and you, yeah. yeah I've seen Black Swan. Yeah. I've seen Black Swan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you all you come know? up together, and like I'm sure you cross paths with many yeah. different people throughout your careers and different things. And like, yeah, like oh, I know why you're here. We're gonna go for the same thing, right? So, yeah, <laughs> you just like, hey, here we are. <laughs> Let's do it Let's together. Do it again. You know? Yeah. Whoever makes it, makes it. Uh -huh. And, you know, it's just how it is. But um, slowly, I think it's changing. And there there are more inclusive spaces being, happening and hopefully will continue to grow um, so that it's less about competition and more about community and making dope inclusive. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I mean, it is great that inclusivity is, you know, becoming more widespread now. Like, like how did it feel to be recognized by Gritty Vibes as uh, one of the, the 10 oh. black ballerinas to celebrate? Uh, that was a dream. I was when I got that article, when they sent it to me, I was like, what? Like, I made this and I know everyone on that article. Either I have danced with them, I have met them, or we've crossed paths somehow. The dance community is like this small, so tiny. So we, it was just, I was just like, me? Like, <laughs> me? Yeah, I'm considered a black ballerina. That's so awesome. Like, hell yeah. And also, like, hell yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I've worked so hard <laughs> for this moment. And to be recognized for that, it was like, finally thank you <laughs> like it's it's weird it's uh w when you think of black ballerinas first the number one uh person that comes up is misty copeland right abt misty copeland everyone knows who she is everyone knows she's like the black ballerina um but there's so many other incredible black ballerinas that came before and after misty right and um i think it's like Misty set the tone for being seen and being heard and, and definitely like opening the doors for us. Um, and I think it's our job to continue moving that needle forward and being like, there's so much incredible talent, black, brown, everything. And um, yeah, we're just, it's, it's not represented properly in ballet. It's, 
even, you know, as a kid, I, I, I didn't think I could be a ballerina because I didn't see any black ballerinas, yeah. you know, of course I didn't think I would be able to be a ballerina because where is that? You know, where was that? No, no. My only option was Alvin Ailey American dance theater. You know, that's the only thing that I knew like, Oh, there, there's black people that, that dance, you know, I could do that. <laughs> but like there, there's no, like, there was no real representation um, growing up that I had seen besides Ailey and uh, dance theater of Harlem. And luckily we had those, <laughs> but um, you know, when I was a kid, I was looking at American Ballet Theater, uh, New York City Ballet, top companies. And I, I didn't even put myself in that category because I didn't see anyone that looked like me. My body type was different. I was a little bit more muscular when I was a kid than most of the other dancers in my class. And I was the worst one. And <laughs> I wasn't as flexible as, you know, all of the other kids. And that's okay. but. Um, you know, it, it just was, it was, it was a process for me. I, I never saw myself wanting to be in a company to be in the back in the core. I was like, I don't really, yeah, I don't like why, I'm not interested why bother in being yeah, in the yeah. back in the core. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's cool. I mean, I'm not, there's no, uh, I'm not bashing that. I know plenty of amazing dancers that are in the core. That's just not something that I wanted. I, yeah, I wanted exactly. to perform. Yeah, I wanted sure. to be yeah, the exactly. star, right? <laughs> like, um, so for me, I was just like, oh, I'm not going to be a ballet dancer. Like this, yeah. that's not what I want. Yeah, and you know, eventually, I did find my way, but um, I still wouldn't call myself a ballerina. Um, I don't know. It's it's a it's a hard. Uh, <laughs> I think I would. I I, I do, but. Um, in a different sense, it's just like, yeah, it's it's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated when you don't have like those accolades behind you, like New York City Ballet or ABT. It's it's um, it's sad because I I could I have gotten into those? Yes. Could I have done that? Yes. But in my mind, I held myself back because I didn't think that that was possible, and I didn't think that being a you know black ballerina, I, I would get to where Misty Copeland is. And that's sad because when I was a kid, there wasn't Misty Copeland to tell me that I could do that. Had I had that representation, had I seen her as a kid, of course, I would have went that route. I would have went to New York City Ballet, I would have went to ABT and I would have made them see me, you know? Um, but hey, this new generation has a lot lot you're to helping, look up yeah. to and it's you're helping teach these guys too. yeah, yeah. yeah you're helping the them. Way. Yeah. Next way. for them yeah i think it's super important yeah. to have like it, it's one thing too like you said like hear people say like oh you could do anything but to see it you know like and from your communities like from your hood or whatever it just feels different like right. we were in the, we breathe the same air and i could see that person doing that thing you know and it's like yeah sure. representation matters like it matters in all aspects of that yeah, like last night I was watching the Warriors game. Got Juan Toscano. He went to my high school, <laughs> repping on the Warriors. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah. Valley High. <laughs> Did that? <Exactly>. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it is important for for you to have like community representation. It does, you know. Like I said, we can do anything we we want, but it, it definitely helps when you have an example 
that was you know close to you yeah exactly at least it looks familiar to you yeah, yeah. like all these other For things sure. are set in areas that it's like i'm not familiar with that way of living so yeah how could i reference that yeah sometimes yeah you just got to build your own lane sometimes and that's what right. a lot of us are learning how to do now you just gonna have to make it out there yourself you know so yeah, yeah. yeah. and if you want to maybe exactly. join the squad later and you miss out it is what it is but right yeah. Really. But, you know, had you deviated from your path, would you ever have landed in uh, Beyonce's uh, video backdrop? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. Working with her was, man, it was wild. I don't think I, I realized how incredible she was until I seen it with One my own level. eyes. <laughs> you know, everyone's like, Beyonce, Beyonce, she's the best. It's, she's it's amazing. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And then when I saw her and I got to work with her, like actually interacting with her, I was like, oh my like, gosh. She, just, she yeah. just knows. Like, she, just, she knows something that we don't. Yeah, yeah she there's knows. nothing wrong with her. And like, you know, when you go in, you're like, I'm going to find the one thing that's wrong. I bet she's yeah. And I went in and I was like, all of oh, it she's doing it ah, there's nothing there's nothing wrong she's perfect <laughs> she's literally perfect and she's so sweet and just such a pleasure to work with and just like so like her voice is so like soft she never raises that it. is crazy she talks very level-headed and she thinks about everything she like is so committed to what she does and she's so like full like perfectionist yeah. like a true perfectionist but it has to be in it like has to know what everything is do like happening what everything is doing like there's nothing that happens without her approval without her say without her opinion and it's just so inspiring to see someone that successful be so great and and not just on the outside but truly on the inside and man that i've gotten to work with her twice once for the backdrop and again for uh 2016 vmas and seeing her actually perform what <laughs> she's like superhuman yeah. at, in the class of like her when own. she yeah. says yeah, yeah level, like when she's, yeah, she's, <laughs> she's in there yeah. yeah when she says like oh yeah i turn into sasha fierce like i turn into a different person she literally turns into mm -hmm. a yeah, she ain't that like, soft-spoken woman no more yeah. <laughs> no like, yeah, it's like she's just saving all of it until that moment like it's all harnessed and then boom let it out yeah it was wild like we got to see her like rehearse and stuff and we were like oh she's great in rehearsal like beautiful voice you know she's got the dance moves she's you know always practicing with the dancers she's asking questions she's very vocal and like is this okay what's this look like is, am i doing this right and and but then to like see her on the stage i think we there in the vmas she had like a fire pit and we hadn't actually done that section in rehearsal so i guess yeah it's fire um but during the show we were waiting in line behind to come on stage behind her and she just has this whole section by herself and she's in the fire pit and she's just like jamming, just like singing, dancing, just like throwing herself all over this fire pit. And we're all backstage like, holy shit. <laughs> like who the hell is this superhuman person? Came just the like fire, in this just fire like, uh... pit, like, 
we were like, we have to go on stage. <laughs> like, there's no way. Yeah. I was like, what's the move? What are the steps? Yeah. Like, I that was her, that was like her pregame ritual. So <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It's, I've never seen anything like that. Was, never, she was like, channeling the. Uh, uh, she was channeling the ancient ones. Incredible things. Yeah. Man, I was yeah to be part shook, of the performance shook, and blown away by the performance before you got to do yeah like what literally <laughs> like like oh I, I'm here for I'm, I'm here to do this <laughs> what wait what am I doing here? yeah you just back to back to just being at a Beyonce concert like oh no I forgot <laughs> man fucking wild like never forget that moment is truly one of the highlights of my career <laughs> I think she's one of those rare people that walks this earth that just like. On like god level it's like that and like michael jordan yeah. like yeah she's touched touched <laughs> truly so what's coming up for you jenna marie what, is, what what's the next dance project you're working on what's coming up um so yeah uh, okay there's post ballet i do a lot for post ballet um uh, we're doing Another film for Symphony, the Symphony in SF. Um, and I also work for another company here in the Bay called Robert Mosen's Kin. Um, and he's coming out with a film that we just filmed last weekend at ODC Theater. Um, and I'm a ballet master for Candy Bomber Productions, which is um, another production company here in the Bay. They've uh, produced this performance called fury um fury road it's uh based off the mu the movie uh, mad max and we're working on a new production um that will hopefully be ready by next may um what else i doing some freelance work i'm a model actress so i'm represented by marla del talent here in the bay and I've been exploring that, uh, some commercial work, uh, which has been fun in the Bay. It's a little bit smaller than New York City, so it's a little bit yeah, more accessible yeah. and <laughs> less competition. So it's been fun exploring that route. Um, what else? Just freelancing, really. I'm just dancing nice. all around go. the Bay <laughs> and teaching a bit, too, teaching a bunch, um, getting more. I teach at Berkeley Ballet Theater and uh moving arts in san francisco so there's yeah lots of good studios here lots of good talent um the dance community here is so so open it's i feel like in new york uh it's because the competition is so much more intense so yeah it's really cutthroat and uh you have friends you have you know you have friends you make friends along the way but um it's much harder it's much harder um but here everyone is so supportive there's a lot of project-based work um so there's a lot of freelance artists and there's room for everybody here which is really awesome and i think um leaving new york city that's the thing i was most worried about worried about it's like am i going to be able to find work i have a name in new york but i don't have a name in the bay area like how am i going to find work and the second i got here people were like what you're in the bay area <laughs> okay i have this yes. i have that i had this can you do this can you t uh how about this and i was like oh shoot it my way i'll make it work 
just like, I, it's crazy. I've been working consistently probably more than I have in the 10 years I was working in New York, you know, or eight years I was working in New York, which is crazy. And I'm making the most money here in the Bay than I have, than I was in, you know, some of the most renowned companies in New York city. So it's, it's been a treat. Uh, and it's been super fun because I get to decide what I options. want to do now. You know, it's not like I'm with the company. Yeah, I'm not with the company. I don't have to be on brand for the company. I get to choose my own brand and I get to say, like, this is what I want to do. I believe in this project or I don't believe in this project, so I'm not going to do it. And I get to decide. And it's been such a learning experience for me. And just like, oh, it's been a breath of fresh air, really. I mean, so so amazing like the community here has just held me with open arms and said here we we've heard of you we have references we've checked those references and <laughs> we just want you in everything <laughs> and i'm yeah. like thank you hell yes i'll do it all yeah, that's really um, cool it makes me really happy to know that you were uh, you know found a, a warm welcome on coming to the bed. Totally. I love it here. People are just so nice. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and I, I felt like, you know, since since the tech boom, the, the Bay Area, namely San Francisco, has lost a lot of its culture. Yeah. So it's nice see. to like, you know, see a little bit of that injected into yeah. To this area because you know it, it it did become that it became a little void of culture as people were priced out of their homes and and just lots of tech moving in a lot a lot of artists can't afford yeah. you, know, you know skyrocketing it, rents yeah. so yeah it's i welcome any yeah, art it's still it's still like that but i i hope that the pandemic will hopefully bring some of those artists back yeah into into the city I like something you brought up too, um, and we've heard from a few guests, but being able to really just like work on things that you really want to align yourself with, you know, and I think many people from uh, all industries are trying to do that more. And you right. see a few comp uh, a few brands that are also realizing that like we need to be more intentional with whatever we're trying to produce. So, yeah, that's great to hear. For sure. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the dance companies, bigger dance companies, they have a lot of politics that they have to follow um, because of who funds the company or where where the funding is coming from and you know all of that technicality and like all that stuff is bullshit but it's it's a part of you know oh, dance yeah. and it's a part of it's how we it's how they're able to pay da their dancers right so we have to sort of deal with that sometimes um, but uh being on your own you you don't have to deal with that. You don't have to like kiss anyone's ass and and say, hey, give me money. Uh, I mean, you do, but <laughs> it's a little bit different. You get yeah. to you get to choose whose ass you're, you're gonna kiss. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's fun. I I am learning along the way. I'm still definitely low on the list of techie. I don't have a website yet, but. <laughs> I'm getting there. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. One You're day. in the right area. To hopefully, get that uh, running. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, oh, hey, but it's it's there. not stopping you. It's not stopping you from uh, getting work, right? So you're doing what right. you do. Uh, yeah, true, <laughs> true. 
Now is a good time that we can go into our segment that we call support quality. And we just want to ask you about something that has brought quality into your life lately. It could be a person, a place, a thing, a process. But what is something that has brought quality into your life as of recent? I will say my dancers support group, <laughs> they have brought quality into my life for sure. Um, I think as dancers, we're really resilient and um, we just, we hustle, you know, to be a professional dancer, you just have to hustle. You have to make it work. You have to find different ways to survive off of what the money that we make and the sacrifice that we, that we, that we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. And I think we don't realize I'll speak for myself. I didn't realize how much I needed support and how much I needed to talk about what it is to be a dancer, what it is to feel underappreciated in my art form and to fight for equal rights and true equitable and inclusive spaces and to have a safe space with other dancers that are, have been through what I've been through or going through what I, what I've gone through. Um, it's, it's changed my, my life. Um, I didn't even realize I needed to talk about it until I started talking about it. And I was like, Oh, I feel so much fucking better. This is therapy. Like, this is awesome. Like, why don't dancers have therapy? Like, we don't we don't talk about those things because we just assume like, you know, you're a dancer, you get paid to dance and and, you know, there's only this many spots. So you should just be happy with what you get and you can't complain. You can't um, you can't do anything about how you feel because. You, you don't have the power, you don't have that that um, that liberty as a dancer, you're just a pawn in, in, you know, in the grand scheme of things. And it's, it sucks. And I think this pandemic has made companies really value their dancers in a different way, because we're not going to take that the same shitty pay anymore. We're not going to keep, you know, moving here. I was like, what a starting check, a starting tech job is 80k a year. What? What is that? That's not even a thing in the dance world. I don't think the highest dancing person get like the highest principal in any company makes that much. You know, like that's crazy to me. And all you have to do is pour some coffee in people's cups. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> do I need to quit know. my job? <laughs> what am I doing here? But but then at the same time, it's like, you know, I I feel so blessed to do what I love and to reach people that I haven't been able to, you know, I don't know. I, I haven't been able to reach and, and to see the impact that I'm having um, in the dance community, not just in the dance community across the world, because you guys reached out to me and thank, I was like, what, this is so cool. Like I've never think to be, to be on a podcast, you know, like that's well, so our, awesome. Like that's like, but just having that representation, like dance is a real job, you know, people are like, oh, you dance. That's so fun. No, yeah, for <laughs> no, real. Like, I'm yeah. working. Yeah. I'm working. Say that. I hate 
Yeah. I hate that. I, this that's isn't a hobby. Thing. Yeah. Like, oh my exactly. God, that's so fun. <laughs> like, so what do you really do? I'm like, no, I fucking dance. Like, I'm not like, doing what you do on the weekends. Like, you know dancer. what I'm saying? I'm not at the club. Yeah. I mean, that's saying you're not going to a club yeah. too, but that's not what I'm doing when I'm <laughs> clocked in to do what I do. Yeah. Right. The top of my toes, right. people. The top like, of oh my, my toes. All right. You ain't doing that. <laughs> Show me something. <laughs> like, no, you're flexible. Yeah. But like, <laughs> it's like, it, it goes so much deeper than that. And it's like, you have to dedicate so much time and so much of your life to this craft and to be paid so shitty. You have to love it. And you have to like, I don't know, you have to demand more. And I think joining that support group, I realized that we are working towards something and the dance community is changing and art is necessary. This pandemic, you know, what has gotten us through this pandemic? Art. Absolutely. You know, not just yeah. dance, art, like music, everything. Like we need that. And some of the best things have come through, come out from this pandemic. And we need to recognize that this shit is necessary, like for our souls, for mental health. Like this is what we need before, like first and foremost, before anything else. Like it's so important. And um, it's it's been a blessing to be able to talk about my feelings and to be able to see how the dance world is evolving and how we're we're moving things forward. And, and to be a part of that as well, is, it's inspiring. And I feel lucky, truly. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. That, like you said, dance, art, all, all beautiful gifts in, in this time. And uh, I am very thankful that we are moving towards being able to see these things live once again. IRL, real yeah. soon. I actually... Yeah. yeah, me too. I miss audiences. Yeah. I actually <laughs> went to a Cirque du Soleil show while I was in Mexico. And I actually, I got kind of emotional because like when we first got into the theater, there was just like a little three-piece band playing on stage. And I was like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. Like I haven't seen live music performed in front of me in so long. And they were just playing this like little jazzy tune. And I was like, wow, this is the energy again. Yeah. <laughs> I missed this. Oh and, yeah. We got to do a project yeah. for the SF symphony um, at the 16th street Oakland station mm. and just dancing to live music again. Oh my gosh. That feeling like you can feel the music in your soul. Yeah, like you're yeah, like, sure. yes, this is <laughs> like, this is what, you, know, I mean, you can literally art. feel it. It's the yeah. vibrations Vibration. coming off those yeah. instruments, yeah. and it's like incredible. you know, you make you, we feel that stuff. Yeah, totally necessary. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to those live performances again. I'm sure everybody that's listening to this is missing live performances. Yeah, yeah, so. me too. I'm like, I need an audience. I'm tired of looking at a camera. <laughs> I mean, I've loved this film stuff. It's, it's been really cool what we can do with film. It's nice to like, Oh, we messed up. Let's do it again. Oh, yeah. we, you know, that didn't look right. Let's do it again. Oh, I hated that. Let's keep, you know, or cut that out. We can just cut <laughs> this out. I mean, it's super fun. We don't have to do it like a million times or we don't have to like, it's just different. Um, but there's nothing like live performance, you know, just yeah. that feeling. And uh, I think before this pandemic, I always hated watching myself on film. <laughs> like, oh God, is that what I look like? <laughs> I thought it was so much better than that. <laughs> like, I feel, it feels better than that. Uh, well, hey, luckily yeah, on, uh, on Swans, everybody's wearing masks. So you, you can't really tell who's who. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
love that about the pandemic. <laughs> I know I'm like worried afterwards. I'm not going to know how to use my face again. <laughs> you yeah, yeah, you were just you were just loose the, with your face yeah. under the yeah. mask. You didn't have to just think like, about your expression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, letting them out. I think, I think I saw like a TikTok like that, like post post pandemic face. Like you're so used to doing like. And then just like having your yeah. tongue out and like touching the mask and doing <laughs> weird stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, so people be beware of your face. Yeah, get your face out of yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We back. Yeah. We almost, yeah. we yeah. almost start, back start warming up. Start exactly. warming up. Exactly. Seriously. Yeah, no. I always got like caught smiling for pictures under my mask. Like, oh, it helps yeah. though, man. You're yeah. saying. You're yeah, see, you gotta, you gotta you keep you those habits up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Habits up, you can still tell. <laughs> Well, Jenna Marie, it's been a pleasure yes, yes, yes. chatting with you this afternoon. But if the people want to check out Swans or any of your other work, how can they do so? Oh, okay. Follow me on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's ITS, it's underscore Jenna Marie. Um, so far, that's where I keep most of my updated stuff and uh, what I'm doing, uh, projects coming up. Um, yeah. To be D on the uh, website, we'll we'll get there. Yeah, we'll make sure to tag them up when that comes. But yeah, we'll tag all the yes. socials up on this too. Yeah, when whenever the first live performance is coming up, we'll be be sure to yeah to be there. Heck yeah, definitely! I can't wait to see you guys in person. <laughs> yes, thank you yeah. again for hug you taking that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, hopefully, you know, we do a follow up one. We'll, we'll be in studio, exactly. IRL. Yay! Looking, Love looking that. forward to that. Yeah, we're all vaxxed here, so yeah, people, we get in there. We get in there. Hey, it's keep a party. <laughs> yeah, we, we we can do this. We're, we're getting there. Heck yeah! But thank you so much for joining us. You can follow us at Quality Goods TV on Instagram. We'll actually have some new content for the. You know, we the got TV. TV. Yeah, 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 we're gonna do that. Yeah, we got video too, content so. for you coming soon. <laughs> But yeah, if you follow me at Mr. Beatty, you'll be sure to hear about it there because I, I talk about it all the time there. And I'm at Finesse Everything. Uh, yeah, just always, you know, I'm down to chop it up with everybody. Yeah, check us out. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, follow us all there. You'll, yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll know what's going on. And until the next time, we out.